Good afternoon, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time, and ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. I don't just do this show to change the way you think about money, but to make you change the way you look at money and everything else around you, because it absolutely matters. In fact, today really matters. Always, every day matters. Everything we do today matters for the future. But today is Thursday, August the 3rd, 2023, and we have several Cryptopian celebrities who have birthdays today. I want to say happy birthday to Sia Tara Mabaka. She is in Washington, D.C. And Freddie Buddy of Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Happy birthday to you as well. So to both of you, I wish you an absolutely incredible birthday. May your day be filled with all the love, joy, peace, happiness, and understanding you deserve on this day. Ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to get a shout out on your birthday, please send me a text message to 424-317-7373. Again, 424-317-7373. And ladies and gentlemen, there is just so much news going on. There's some things that I'm going to share in the cryptocurrency space on the second part of the hour. But this first part of the hour, ladies and gentlemen, we must deal with the macro. We've got to look at what is going on. So, What I'm going to do is just go ahead and do our quote. Our quote for the day says the future is completely open and we are writing it moment to moment. Again, the future is completely open and we are writing it moment to moment. And that is from Pima Chodron. And uh, I absolutely love that quote specifically as it relates to the monetary system, because we are writing it, ladies and gentlemen, moment to moment. And guess what? You are a part of that as well, because you are writing your future, depending on how you are choosing to either deal with this change in money or just sitting back watching things happen. So either way, you are participating and writing this uh, moment, moment by moment. All right. So as we uh, get into the show today, I just wanted to make sure that you go back. If you didn't hear the show yesterday about this new biometric cryptocurrency that is coming out you can go back and listen to the show i didn't really go deep into what Worldcoin is and i'm i'm suspecting we'll spend some time on it i just really don't want people to feel as though they need to run out and purchase things like uh like they're in a get rich quick type of ecosystem because I don't want you to think that at all and so but I want you to be aware of what's there and how open AI artificial intelligence is going to change money and this um, iris scan thing is 
crazy, meaning, again, they can scan your eyes. And if you're on a list, on a watch list or any type of list where the government, you haven't paid your taxes, whatever that is, you will not be able to use that cryptocurrency. And so that is pretty interesting. That means um, a lot of folks won't be able to even buy the basic necessities like bread once we switch over into this whole digital economy. And so if you were to ask me about a date to start looking to see a lot of these things put in place, everybody keeps mentioning 2030. And 2030 seems to be really significant in a bunch of different circles. And so it's almost like, you know, um, we've got to wonder why they keep picking that date. What's significant about it? And nobody said anything particular, but we just have to know that the World Economic Forum is talking about 2030. All of the individuals that keep saying you own nothing by 2030 and be happy, they're continuing to say 2030. So something is going to happen in this next seven years. And with that being stated, if people are looking forward to 2030 and they're either being some sort of issue where they need to go full fledged into their cryptocurrency or whether they need to retreat into the homes that they've been putting together to make sure that they're able to weather any storm that comes. Uh, We need to know that 2030 is the word right now. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we are going to jump into the United States of America just got downgraded on their credit score. And what does that mean to us? When we come forward, this is KBLA Talk 1580. In a moment, more with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. We are getting into the macro right now. And ladies and gentlemen, a couple of months ago, I taught you about Fitch. Fitch is the credit rating system for the countries in the world. So we have Equifax, TransUnion, Experian. They are the ones that kind of watch over our personal credit. But then you've got for corporations, you've got Dun & Bradstreet, you've got Nexus. There are several, and they watch over the businesses. And then you've got uh, some other credit Uh, companies that you don't even know that exist and we may get into that one day but that's not new money so we probably won't go down that route but then you have Fitch. Fitch is the one that tells all the countries in the world who is credit worthy who can be trusted to borrow money who can be trusted in this total market period and so Normally, um, well, let me just say this. Let me just back up. Uh, Normally, people have been doing our pitch, in my opinion, has been doing and saying exactly what America wanted them to say, because America usually controls people's money in other countries. So I'm going to say that. So Fitch has been very, very careful as to not anger the United States with their credit score. So yesterday after we got off the radio, ladies and gentlemen, Fitch 
actually downgraded the United States credit rating. We went from a triple A to a double A plus. Now to you, that may not seem like a big deal, but I'm going to tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, it is a huge, huge deal. And uh, them downgrading the U.S. is signaling to other countries that we may not be an American sovereign country that is, I'm going to say, considered the gold standard. Now, I'm not saying that our currency is backed by gold, but but America has been the gold standard, like we've been the go-to, right? So since Fitch has downgraded us, here's what it actually means to us, because American uh, America has definitely been the gold standard by investors and nations across the globe, and the uh, treasuries are viewed as a source of safe and stable returns. Again, our treasuries, the United States Treasury, some of you may hold them in the old money space, are viewed as a source of the safe, safest and most stable returns that are are gotten anywhere in the world. But on yesterday, the sense of security was shaken at its core when Fitch actually downgraded the nation's um, ratings. Uh, from the highest level possible. And so this decision actually rocked the the markets today, which was Wednesday with the Dow falling of almost 1%. And there was just a lot of talk all yesterday about why they were doing this. But let me just give you my perspective as to why Fitch decided, you know what, we're going to go ahead and downgrade America. I think they should have downgraded America a long time ago, but I think they were afraid to do so. Um, But they finally did. And you've got to think about the fact that if America has stated that they can't pay their bills because they're lifting the debt ceiling so that they can continue to pay their bills. Uh, and this happens so many years, year after year after year. Doesn't matter what president has been in office. We have always gotten to where our government is in, within a couple of days of a shutdown that is not an indication of a country that can pay its bills or is willing to pay its bills on time and they're finagling and they've been playing with things and so Fitch recognizes that and so Fitch decided to go ahead and uh, downgrade and our nation's swelling debt ladies and gentlemen it is in fiscal They have a lot of physical challenges, fiscal, not physical, but F-I-S-C-A-L, fiscal challenges are ahead of us here in the United States. And we are in a steady deterioration in standards of governance. And I am going to say that is not my statement. That is actually a quote from Fitch. So that means Fitch is looking at the whole picture, ladies and gentlemen, and they are saying that the United States is steady deteriorating and we are messing up in our standards of governance. And so that's an issue. And so, um, 
if that is the way that Fitch is feeling, downgraded us, the rest of the world is actually looking. Now, of course, Janet Yellen stepped in and says she strongly disagrees with Fitch's rationale. But um, again, with other countries looking around to see what else they can do aside of the United States dollar, this timing surely caught everybody off guard um, because people just thought Fitch was, Fitch was going to continue to say, uh, you know, that the United States is AAA. But Fitch had previous, previously warned that the downgrade of the nation's debt would probably be happening. And so, it's it's pretty serious. Um, again, it's not going to necessarily affect us right now, today in our households, but we've got to continue to watch all of the things that happen in and around this uh, this this credit rating because it's it's some serious things. And so, um, what we got to do or what we got to understand is Wall Street is paying attention so i know a lot of you are still in the old money space and so you're doing stocks and bonds and those sorts of things but with the downgrade on the rating today the stocks fell as i stated before but wall street economists and analysts are expecting this to be short term and they're expecting this impact to be muted really quickly. In fact, they hope so. And again, what else would they say? They want you to continue to keep your money in the stock market. They want you to continue to buy different stocks and and, and pray and hope that the stock market is here forever the way that it has been in the back in the past and and hopefully it stays that way in the future. But the market reaction so far is a far cry from that of the summer of 2011 when the S&P became the first of the three main rating agencies to get downgraded. Its rating, uh, they got uh, pulled down as well based on their sovereign debt. And so when the S&P, ladies and gentlemen, cut the U.S. rating in 2011, the S&P dropped about 15% in a month and it actually was the first time that investors really even knew that a credit rating could do such a job on the stock market but we're going to really again pay attention we're going to keep our eyes glued on what's happening and this is another a group of individual people that are in the stock market right now are starting to try to really figure out if they're going to stay in the stock market or if they're going to look for alternative uh, investment. And that's where we go back to the gold and the cryptocurrency and the silver. And so um, when we're talking about investing and prices being where we need them to be as they grow based on supply versus demand, if our credit is down, if our stock market is down, if the S&P is down, all of those things are down, people are looking for alternatives. And if they're looking for alternatives, what that does is raises the price on the cryptocurrency side. Once people decide that they're going to do the digital gold. And so as we continue to watch 
what's happening with the Fitch rating. We need to also pay attention to what is happening in Africa. Because in Africa right now, we are seeing where there's been a coup in Niger. And a lot of individuals are not covering this. None of the news, some of the news, you got to look at a specific station to really pay attention to what's happening in Niger. And the United States has actually told Niger that they need to, they have a deadline. But Russia has stepped in to to tell Niger that they're going to back them. And no matter what, they're going to be there to um, really protect them and take back their territory. So I've been watching social media. I've been going into some of these side chats that I told you I've been watching. And they're really talking about how terrible it is that Africans are kicking the several people out of their country right now. And there's another uh, country that their president has started singing kill the white people, get them out of the country and all of these things. And so there's starting to be an uprising around um, Africa in several different ways. But Russia has stepped in and said, hey, look at the United States. Look at what they've done for you thus far. You continue to be partners with the United States, but they continue to take your resources. They continue to leave you in a situation where you're not uh, getting the information infrastructure you need and all of those things so go with us we'll give you a fair shake we will make sure that you're safe we will make sure that the resources that are being pulled from your uh, hills from your grounds from Africa stay with you and you become one of the wealthiest countries in the world and absolutely uh, the folks in Africa are looking at that. And as I looked at the social media, especially on, I think it's, I don't know, I'm looking at all these websites, but I think the most comments were on Trump's social media where they were talking about how awful this is. But I was surprised to see so many folks come to the rescue of Africans saying, how dare you be upset with them that they're going to join forces with somebody who has not colonized them, that has not taken advantage of them. They're, they're sick and tired of America. They're sick and tired of the French. Uh, they're sick and tired of the Dutch. Like all these individuals that have come in and taken over or tried to take over, well, they took over, in my opinion, uh, in Africa. And it's time for them to side with uh Russia and that's basically what the conversation is on these other social media platforms and ladies and gentlemen I am telling you there is widespread information being being brought um, to these communities that are talking about the black community the African community I'm just shocked how much we're being discussed and in our own communities we're not really being discussed like this because we don't have a bona fide uh 
platform where we can actually talk about these things and really get ourselves together as quickly as these folks that are doing this alternative economy. It, no, it's not an alternative parallel economy because they are really talking a lot as it relates to us, uh, as it relates to what they're planning for us. As it relates to what um, they're trying to make our economic uh, structure become. And so it's just really interesting to see so many people on this particular platform yesterday really fighting for blacks and Africans and saying, you know what, enough is enough. We're glad, happy to see that they're stepping in, Russia stepping, stepping in to tell uh, those folks in Africa, it's okay, we got your back. And so we have got to really watch this situation because the United States has already given a deadline. I got to look it up really quickly and find out what that deadline is for them to turn the country back over to the elected president. But and let him go because I believe he's still uh, in the kidnap type of situation. But, ladies and gentlemen, all of this has to do with money. Whether you like it or not, it all has to do with money and it all has to do with control. Again, America, along with several other countries, really makes nothing. The resources, a lot of the research resources, the things that we use to, to power our cell phone, um, we're, we're talking about all the minerals and all of the just everything. Africa is rich in everything that we need. And ladies and gentlemen, if Russia succeeds in keeping uh, Niger the way that it is and America backs down and we don't go into a confrontation with them about uh, not turning the government back over, this is going to be very, very interesting. Just like I told you when the Russian-Ukraine war started, this is something else to watch very, very carefully. So ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward after news, sports, and traffic, we'll continue the conversation about cryptocurrency. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Part out loud. KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. And thank you to the young lady that sent me the information. So yesterday, it looked like in the evening time after we got off the show, the United States, France, and some other African leaders gave the coup leaders in Niger one week to step down. And so uh, this is definitely a major challenge, ladies and gentlemen. We need to watch what actually happens here because Russia is backing them. And this looks like an area, as I was reading yesterday, I did see that this was a, a heavily uh, concentrated area that would allow, if taken over by these individuals and if they stay in power, it would be a region where they could actually launch a lot of foreign attacks and there is a heavy uh, presence. It looks like there's a thousand United States troops there right now at the moment. And France has even larger uh, group of, of troops there. They have about 3000 troops that are based there. And the operations in Niger have become really key because in the last few years, Mali, uh, because in the last few years, they've uh, been able to deal with Mali and Bukina, Faso, and um, 
it's it's just interesting to see that the West and France are uh, really get given such a deadline very quickly. But we're going to see what happens because this is, again, something to watch in the macro. It's not going to affect us immediately. It definitely is not going to affect us um uh, very, very soon. But it's just something that we need to pay attention to, to really see uh, what this power struggle or how this power struggle is going to play out. Because if they ignore the United States and France, we will definitely see what the results of that will be. And then we'll see what Russia is going to do in response to that. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we are looking at the cryptocurrency landscape right now. And Bitcoin is green all the way across. And it right now is trading at $29,276. It is up in the last hour, 0.13%. In the last 24 hours, it's up 0.54%. And in the last seven days, it's up 0.37%. Ethereum is trading at $1,845. In the last hour, it's up 0.05%. In the last 24 hours, it's up 0.26%. And in the last seven days, it is down 0.83%. And uh, some of these other cryptocurrencies, I'm just kind of scrolling through and looking. Uh, they're just, most of them are red all the way across. And again, do your due diligence. Find out what's happening with these different cryptocurrencies before you get involved. And um, I was looking specifically for um the what's happening with this world coin i actually wasn't able to find it and so uh for those of you that were looking for it on coin market cap i wanted to make sure you knew how to pull it up so you can do your due diligence because i know some of you think you know this may be a great opportunity and investment so the call letters are wld world coin so when you go to coinmarketcap.com you look up world coin in your search you're going to click markets that's going to tell you who is selling it and so right now world coin remember that's the bio uh, that's the biometric cryptocurrency that they introduced this week that's uh, incorporating artificial intelligence and scanning your eyes uh, to be able to make payments. And so this is uh, right now it's trading on Binance, KuCoin, Uniswap, uh, BitThumb. And a couple of other ones, you can look at markets. But the reason why I have you looking over here is just so you can do a little bit of research. So when you go to the about page, it talks about what world coin is, WLD, and what the mission is. And the mission of world coin project is to build the world's largest identity 
and financial network as a public utility giving ownership to everyone. And again, that's, in my opinion, what is disguised as. Now, this coin is actually trading at $2.32. Why? I don't know. But they must have taken investors' money a long time ago. And uh, right now, that's where they are. They have $272 million that is uh, in their market cap. That's how much is uh, is circulating right now. So you can look at that. You can go to the website. You can look at news about it. You can do everything on CoinMarketCap. So you can look at the charts and all of those things. But again, really do your due diligence before you get involved in uh, getting or buying any of the world coin or any other coin that they're talking about. But you're going to start hearing a little bit more about this because I think Yahoo and a couple of other uh, uh, news entities have started talking about it. And so you're going to look and see it a lot. And um, there's some things going on with Kenya as well as it relates to world coin, because Kenya, I believe they were going to allow um, they were going to allow world coin to be utilized in Kenya. I didn't think that was a great idea, but right now they're flip flopping, trying to figure out if they're going to even participate because of world coins data practices. And we know, ladies and gentlemen, when they are scanning our retinas, our iris, whatever they're scanning in our eyes, it could be a problem later down the line. And so I think Kenya's president is finally saying, hey, you know what we really didn't understand uh what world coin was all about and we've got to find out and make sure that it is in the best interest of our country to have that coin circulating kind of sort of like uh what happened with the bahamas like they have to backtrack when they talk to these individuals about these cryptocurrencies and it sounds like a good deal for them but then they realize that these individuals are just taking their information they are selling their information and they're tracking them it's not a good recipe for what we need in the new world order or our new uh our new economy and so when we come forward we are going to jump into some cryptocurrency news which um is really needed today and i need to say a few things about what i'm reading and just uh we'll do that when we come forward it's kbla talk 1580 now, let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. We've got a couple of things that are happening in the news, but one of the things that I have recognized over the last, I'm going to say 48 hours on regular news as it relates to cryptocurrency, they have a lot of negative stories. And again, this is a situation where I ask myself, why are they saying this? Why are they doing this? What is the reason that all of these negative stories are on the news? And as I look at it, CNN actually announced that the Bitcoin, you got not the cryptocurrency, but the Bitcoin, Bonnie and Clyde plead guilty to money laundering. And so this is a company 
a a couple, excuse me, that had a, uh, this is a couple that actually had a company and they were laundering money and selling Bitcoin and doing a whole lot of things they shouldn't have done. They honestly uh, really orchestrated about a $4.5 billion money laundering scheme and it was linked to a hack of cryptocurrency back in 2016. And um, as I look at this, and the, yes, absolutely, they did create a crime. They did do a crime. They did plead guilty. Then there was another individual who was a New York man that admits to uh, a Bitfinex hack during his guilty plea. And then there's Binance's Binance that they're saying could face fraud charges and everything in the news right now around the cryptocurrency space just seems to be negative. And I'm not saying that these people don't deserve to be, uh, you know, for everybody to know what they did. But it just seems like there has to be some sort of positive work that's coming out of the space. And there is. But of course, you know, they don't cover that. So I want to say to each and every one of you, as I continue to read these uh, charges, as I continue to read these people that are pleading guilty, I want everybody to still keep in mind Everything is all around Bitcoin, right? Why are they not to say that what they're doing is correct? I want to say that. Let me say that first. But why is it they're targeting Bitcoin and not Dogecoin? Why are they targeting Bitcoin and not Ethereum? Uh, A lot of the thieves as well as uh, the powers that be know how critically important Bitcoin is going to be to this new world uh, monetary system as it relates to self-sovereignty. And so everyone is going after a specific coin. And if you start to listen or you start to read, you will find that all of these nefarious actors are going in, in the Bitcoin space, getting Bitcoin, because that's what's most important. That's what's going to be most important at the end of the day. And make no mistake about it, I am not making excuses for anybody being a nefarious actor but they are smart enough to know if they're gonna go commit a crime at least steal the the coin that is going to matter at the end of the day that being said ladies and gentlemen i believe that they're still trying to shed a negative light on bitcoin so that you look away that you don't want to be involved with it. It's something that is used by criminals and thieves as they have stated so many times in the past. But the bottom line is you uh, do the opposite of what everybody else is doing. Everybody else is running away from it because they're getting the wrong idea about what the coin is about and that uh, nefarious actors are using the coin. Well, nefarious actors are using money. They're using all kinds of things. And so we shouldn't expect cryptocurrency to be any different. However, this is an opportune time for them to turn you off and turn you away from getting and holding just a little bit of what you will need for the future. And so we continue to look to uh, figure out exactly what we should have, how we should hold it, 
what it actually looks like uh, in the very near future. And so we look to individuals like Michael Saylor, uh, who holds the most institutional amount of Bitcoin. Uh, and we look to see what these ETFs are going to do. I don't know that ETFs are going to be very healthy for us, but I know that we should be owning the asset, as I said, and not having exposure. So all of these things we have to look at right now because history is being made. But I don't want you all to buy into this negative uh this negative outlook that they're trying to put in the cryptocurrency space. Ladies and gentlemen, you can be protected in this space. Education is the best protection, but also keeping the mindset that you're in this for the long game. We are playing long game. If you can keep that in your head as you look at these different cryptocurrencies, you're good. If they're talking to you about uh, getting rich quick in the next 30, 30 days to, to six months, then you need to be wary, weary of that, um, of that type of coin, because it's not going to be beneficial, just in my opinion. And even if it is, you got to know when to pull out sooner than later. Um, one of the other last things I want to say before we move off of the uh, the news and how they are treating this cryptocurrency space. We are in the middle of a bunch of different politicians either being for Bitcoin or not for Bitcoin. And so uh, we've just got to really pay attention to what some of these politicians are saying and what they're going to do to try to make sure that innovation stays here in the United States, it is critically important that we don't get behind because we think our money is trying to be debased. But what if all the technology leaves the United States because the United States has not done the right thing in this cryptocurrency space and blockchain space? And so we want to make sure that we get people in office that are going to be advocates for the cryptocurrency space, but that they understand what's happening and again it's not to a lot of us are not getting into bitcoin for the anonymity and a lot of people are here for the anonymity they don't want anybody to know who they are how much money they have and all those things i get it i can't actually do that in my capacity but i am here to make sure that we close this wealth gap and i firmly firmly believe that bitcoin is one of the ways that we are going to close the wealth gap in this country we've tried everything else ladies and gentlemen so i am adding Bitcoin to my portfolio. It is one of the tools on on one of the tools that sits on my wealth stool. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we are going to continue the conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. Um, I just wanted to say this because on my way to the station yesterday, I was running late, but I actually had a Lyft driver that was 
talking to me. Of course, I had a shirt on that said ahead of the crypto curve. And he turned around and he was like, well, what is that? And I was explaining to him, you know, about the show. But then I went further to ask him, you know, had he ever heard of Bitcoin? And he said, yeah, uh, he was an older African-American gentleman. And uh, he said, yeah, it's been like several years ago. But my sister-in-law got really involved in that. And she gave thousands of dollars to a lady that she had known for 15, 20 years. The lady disappeared with all of her money and all of her cryptocurrency and they never heard from her again and unfortunately ladies and gentlemen that's the story that i hear the most it's not that people have lost money in the bitcoin space but they have just really shied away from the bitcoin space because they trusted somebody online or they trusted somebody or a friend or family member trusted somebody to take their money and trade for them and it wound up not being the right uh, individual to trust. And then it left the bitter taste in everybody's mouth. And they think it was Bitcoin. Like it was Bitcoin's problem or fault. And it is not that at all. And so I want to make sure that we continue to be vigilant, that we watch for scammers, that we don't ever give our money to anybody that is uh, talking to you online, even on the phone, because they can call you on the phone and they can disguise their voices now. I mean, artificial intelligence is crazy. Just don't give anybody your money. And I also wanted to say this because a very good friend of mine that can pick up the phone and call me any time of the day or night and I'll answer thought she was talking to me on social media two days ago and she was about to send this person uh, I'm not even going to tell you the undisclosed amount but it was a lot of money she was about to send because she thought I was saying to her to give her this money and I could take it and triple the money in the next 48 hours and we would get all this money back and all of these things and she thought it was me and she actually sent me a text message and said okay I'm ready let's get it and I text her and like you know what what was that about and again ladies and gentlemen uh, we found out it was a scammer that's using my name. There are tons of me on social media. I am not or will never ask you to give me any money to trade for you. So please, if you see these people on social media, just report them. I'm Naja Roberts. No double letters, no underscores, none of that. Just Naja Roberts. Thank you for rocking with me here on Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time. One day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you.